Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, Max, you ready? Podcast number two? I, I believe so, unless you my ready? counting is up. Yes. You ready for the party? Have you been on other podcasts? I don't even know. Yeah, I'm a regular on podcasts. Are you? Are you? Some some podcasts. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Max Cohan's second appearance on Believe in Bama uh, coming to you in 2023. You know that TikTok sound that went around and it's like, and just like that, the 2022 season comes to an end. You, know what, that, you know what that is? You know what that's from? I It's from a movie, right? No. Oh, no? No, that's from the Padres radio hosts. Oh, TikTok. I was like, I know that I like knew it outside of TikTok or whatever. Like it sounded so familiar. Yeah. Would you look at that? Well, now yeah. I know for sure. Well, that's actually how I feel about football season. I felt like, you know, just a few days ago, I think what my first Bama home game was the Vanderbilt game. I felt like we were like sweating our butts off on the sidelines at the Vanderbilt game. And then all of a sudden we blinked and we were in new Orleans and now the season is over and it has been yeah. over for a couple of weeks now. Um, Max and I both got the chance to go to the sugar bowl for our jobs here in Alabama for work, but we had some different perspectives. Max was up in the press box for the game. I was down on the field and I always think it's like you, I don't know if it was you that I had this conversation with, but I had some conversation with someone where it's like, I can watch the broadcast. I can sit in the press box and then I can shoot the game and I get like a different idea of the game in like three different ways so I would love to know your thoughts the Sugar Bowl Alabama you know they come out and they dominate in a game with Bryce Young and Will Anderson a game that a lot of top NFL draft prospects might have sat out and Bryce went out there what he threw for over 300 yards I think like 320 321 five touchdowns um really made even more of a name for himself that he didn't necessarily have to do. And I'm seeing all of that unfold. I'm seeing this game unfold down on the field, but I would love to hear your thoughts from someone who had a bird's eye view of this game. You know, what, it, what did you see from Alabama that was so impressive to you from up there? So remember when you look at the final score, they did dominate, but they also went down 10, nothing at the beginning yeah. of the game. So it might have been domination in the end, but at the beginning, some eyebrows were raised because Kansas State came to play mm -hmm. at least in the first half. At of least the at the beginning. <laughs> right. So they kick a field goal, and then you get that 88 yard mm -hmm. Deuce Vaughn touchdown, which was ridiculous. Which was wild. Sudden, they're down 10 nothing, and you're going, all right, well, this is a full strength Alabama team minus a couple guys who had already left the program. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Bryce Young turned it on. And once that started, there was no stopping him. As yeah. he said, five touchdowns. I mean, he was ridiculous. But from above, it was pretty ridiculous to watch them go from I'm get let me decline the face. Up. You're popular. You're popular. Yes, I, I get it. Um, Probably another podcast, pretty, right? Not a podcast. This time. <laughs> Just a friend. Uh, so it's pretty ridiculous to watch them go from a position where all of the energy was behind Kansas State to in almost the blink of an eye, mm -hmm. everything going the way of the tide. And it happened so quickly. As soon as Alabama got on the board, you're like, okay, now they're back on track. Mm -hmm. But there was a minute there where I'm thinking, this is going to be a pretty, pretty sad post-game press conference. Just for a minute. 
Just, just, just a moment. Just right after that Deuce Vaughn touchdown. Just right, right after that. I will say to your point, one of the things that you don't really get an understanding of when you're down on the field shooting the game is where things are from a statistical standpoint. Because you're more mm-hmm. focused on making sure the guy's in focus, making sure you're following the ball. You don't have time to right. say, okay, what yard was that at? Where did that land? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't have time for any of that. Mm-hmm. Up top, you're getting those stats live. You're getting all of that right in front of you. And so you really got to see the momentum swing completely as the defense shut down Kansas state Mm -hmm. and the offense just went in attack mode. So it was pretty ridiculous to watch it from up there, but also the stadium was not full. I will tell you that it was not. No. Yeah. And uh, when they announced the attendance, I want to say it was a little bit, more than 10,000 seats under capacity. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what it was. I, I, I can't was remember familiar. either. And, you know, as it went on, it seemed like maybe it filled up a little bit, like once the game kind of got started. But like when you were down on the field beforehand, when we were all taking pictures and stuff pregame, I was like, yo, there is like nobody here. Like this is. So I, have, I have the numbers in front of me. According, oh, okay. to, according to ESPN, total Allegedly. capacity is 73,000. Okay. There were 60,437 people for paid attendance, which is okay. 83%, which is yeah. for a New Year's bowl game. Right. A little bit upsetting that you're I was going to say, I would say that it's like good, but like, for, yeah, to your point, for a New Year's Six game to be that big of a game. Um, yeah, that is kind of surprising. And I mean, we, the days leading up to it, once the game got started and definitely kind of once the momentum shifted, you could tell that there were Alabama fans, but the days leading up to the game, all we saw were Kansas state fans like purple had taken over new Orleans. And we were like, is this about to be like a, like a home crowd for Kansas state? And obviously for those big plays, like the Deuce Vaughn touchdown, obviously it was like going nuts or whatever, but what's so, so how much, cause I didn't go up to the press box at all. How much can you like hear from up there in that press box? So I don't know if you have ever sat in a press box that's like almost an auxiliary press box where there's no glass. Oh, I have. Yeah. Okay. So you're basically in seating that's just up higher. So there's no glass. You could hear everything. Everything. Okay. Essentially as if you were in the nosebleeds. Gotcha. I'm going to say, because I was going to say, you know, like after the Deuce Vaughn score, obviously they're going crazy and everything like that. But, you know, to your point, you were like saying, you know, with the stats, you could see the momentum change. It was interesting being down on the field. Obviously, you're seeing those big plays, and I can kind of feel the momentum change. But even when Alabama went down 10-0, I have been in football games where I felt like, you know, it was over. Um, I felt like the momentum has gone the complete opposite direction. And to your point, you know, have that moment of it's going to be a sad post-game press conference. For some reason... In this game for me, even them going down 10 nothing, I really didn't have much of a concern. I didn't necessarily think it was going to then turn into the blowout that we ended up seeing. But and maybe that's, you know, the the spoiled uh, mindset that I have of, oh, well, I have Bryce Young. I, I don't have to be worried when we go, what, 10 nothing. That's no, that's no problem. Cause we've seen that four overtime iron bowl, you know, we've seen him perfect the two minute drill. I mean, to like no end. So for some reason for me, like even when Kansas state was kind of like going crazy, I was like, 
we don't really have to worry about this. And like, and I think it's like so interesting when you have that feeling about games or whatever. It's like, so the Tennessee game in Knoxville, Tennessee went up. I don't even remember how much. And I still was like, I don't think this game is over. Like, I don't think it is, but I have been on the other side of things where I'm, so I was in the national championship um, against Clemson out in California a few years ago. That one, I, I could feel it. I was just kind of like, you know, Carl, he turns to me and we were in like an auxiliary press seat and we were outside and he just kind of turns to me and he's like, how you doing down there? And I was like, you just, you can't do much else. I, I just kind of, I was like, I'm fine because like, this is just, this, it is what it is. But this one, for some reason, I, I didn't expect it again to be a blowout kind of like it was, but even them going down 10, nothing, I was like, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And obviously they were. And again, I think a lot of that obviously is credit to Bryce Young um, and his, his cool, calm and collected composure that we've had, what we've seen him had so many times before. I think it really was, I mean, that drive to end the first half. I think after that, I was just kind of like, I think this game is, I think this game is wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had the momentum when they went up 10 nothing, but as soon as Bryce scored that first touchdown, mm-hmm. it kind of evened out. Even though they were still down, you could feel that things were moving in that direction. But for a brief, very brief moment there, I think there was some fear in Alabama fans. Just a little bit. Not all of them, obviously. You know, you I had, was perfectly you fine. You had no fear. You knew what was going to happen. But <laughs> I think that there was a portion of the population that was a little bit concerned. A little worried, thinking, you know, hey, why are, why are Bryce and Will playing in this game if this is how we're going to play and that kind of stuff. But so happy that they did. So happy, you know, we got to see them go out on such a high note. What did it sound like to you guys up top for that standing ovation for Bryce Young when he comes off the field in the fourth quarter? So I actually was down on the sidelines. Oh, you had already I, come I, down for that. I had already come down. Uh, and I watched him take his last snap and then, you know, go off with the hugs and all mm. that. It was pretty loud. Um, yeah. It was, a, you know, an interesting moment because, you know, it's a guy, he came in, he was on the team for a couple of years. The first year, obviously he was playing behind Mac. So mm-hmm. you don't really see that much. And then last year was an amazing year, had another amazing year this year and arguably has cemented himself as the greatest quarterback in Alabama history, arguably. Obviously, mm-hmm. the first one won the Heisman, so it's sure. an accomplishment in and of itself. And so watching him after this historic run have his time and was kind of wild, um, but it was really awesome watching his reaction to it because mm-hmm. he knew that it was over. Yeah. And when they put, you know, when they put uh, Milroe in, you see him give him a hug and mm-hmm. walk to the sideline. It was it was awesome to see how happy he was that this was the way he was going out. Yeah. So pretty cool moment. Now it'll be interesting to see what happens next for him, but yeah, it was definitely cool to watch that happen. Uh, I'm not going to say, wow, I'm getting a phone call too. We're so popular today. I love that. Uh, I'm not going to say that I had tears in my eyes because I would never get that emotional about Bryce Young leaving Alabama football. Um, I I thought I had it. I thought I had it in control. I was because I knew that it was happening. You know, I I saw Milro warming up on the sidelines. I'm like, okay, like we, we, because obviously he's going to get pulled from that game at some point with the way that it went or whatever. And I think that I'm good. And then all of a sudden I, I just had the sneaking 
feeling that I needed to look over at the section where his parents and Will Anderson's family were sitting. And that's when it hit me. Cause you just saw, it was kind of the same thing that you said. You saw how happy that they were um, just to be able to see their son go out there and show his show his stuff one last time. And, you know, Will's family is incredibly close with the Youngs as well. So just to see them kind of take that moment in. And obviously, you know, if the Iron Bowl was the way that they went out, that would have been a great way to go out as well. An incredible performance. Um, but I think for them to really, and it was what Saban said the whole time leading up to the game, to really continue to you know, make value for themselves, you know, go a show what kind of a teammate and a person you are, but then for Bryce to go out there and have the game that he had in that, uh, in that matchup against Kansas state. I mean, you really just couldn't ask for a better cap to his career with Alabama. Same for will as well. And to your point, he knew that it was over because I think it was, it was pretty obvious. Uh, you know, we get an email what 2 p.m the day after the game saying press conference about nfl decisions like th th those guys knew when we all knew right. that as well going into that game that bryce young and will anderson as well as now jameer gibbs were going to declare for the nfl draft and so for him to really probably know that that was going to happen on monday and that he was really going to call it a day and for him to be able to soak in that moment um i don't remember who i was talking to on the sideline but i said you know blah 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 about a standing ovation and they were like oh, someone else shooting the game and they were like oh you think they're gonna do that I was like they have to do that I was like if Saban does not do that I will lose my mind but again because you like you said he's arguably the best quarterback to come through Alabama so to give him his moment um I loved being able to see that I was very I was very sappy on game day I don't know I don't really think I like told a whole lot of people about it, but there was a moment in the third quarter where that, where it really flipped a switch and, you know, Alabama scores twice within the matter of like, I don't even know how short of a time, um, yeah. less than two minutes, um, with the, um, two scores right out of the gate in the third quarter. Was, and looking, I was, I'm looking at it right now. So it was Jacori, nuts. The Jacory Brooks touchdown was with 13 minutes and 54 seconds left right. in the third. The Jace McClellan touchdown was with exactly 13 minutes. So it was two touchdowns in 54 clock seconds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause they tried for the onside kick, which was a fascinating lifestyle decision. Cause I'm, I'm like, listen, like you're down, but like, you've got the entire second half. You're not that down. <laughs> like, let's just like try it out. Um, I just, uh, was kind of sitting there and I was actually sitting next to Nolan and we were just kind of, you know, sitting on the turf for a second. Cause we just kind of, we were like, we don't need to shoot every single one of Kansas state's plays. Like this game is pretty much over. And I really just kind of took it in. I was like, wow, like this is cool. I was like, my job's pretty cool. Like I get to cover Bryce young and his last game at Alabama, Will Anderson. I get to cover a incredible game in new Orleans. Uh, quite the fun trip quite the fun game for sure um it wasn't a national championship like i know we all would have liked to be covering we all wanted to book our flights to la but quite the i'll take it you know as an alabama grad and as an alabama fan i know people that were like oh this team sucks and they're terrible and i can't even justify those feelings because if i have a season where i only have two losses i end as the number five team in the nation 
and get an incredible win in the Sugar Bowl, I'm pretty happy. You know, if if that's considered a down year, I want to say, in case anyone doesn't know, Max went to Syracuse. So, yeah. Football is not our specialty. Apparently, neither is basketball. I was just going to say, I was like, are you still a basketball school? Because you know who is, Alabama, We've always been a lacrosse school. That's really what we are. You, men's soccer? Men's soccer. We won the national championship. Men's soccer. That's all that matters. I feel like we probably got a few field hockey titles in there, cross country. There are some things that we specialize in. It's just not the stuff you necessarily want to watch, personally. I'm not a big soccer fan. Well, you know, maybe you should be because apparently that's all your school is good at now. So yeah, I guess, I guess so. Tough, tough, tough. Lacrosse tough. is fun though. Lacro- lacrosse is fun. I'll give you that. I want to say we don't really have a whole lot of cross in lacrosse in Alabama, which I'm sure you have learned because UAH has lacrosse. They do. I want to say then that's pretty much it. Uh, but the Sugar Bowl, if again, if I can take a Sugar Bowl win like that, and and if that's considered a down year for Alabama football. I think I think we'll be okay. Here's how I view this. Any season that ends with a bowl game where you're not saying the sponsorship before the name of the bowl game, that is a win for you. Like That's it's yeah, it's the All-State Sugar Bowl, but you know it as the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar it's Bowl. It's not like the bad boy mowers whatever which is what Syracuse played in this uh-huh. year. <laughs> I didn't know the name of, it was like just there are bowl games that will always mean more right. than the rest of them. And the ones that they can played on New Year's Day, this year was New Year's Eve because of the NFL stuff. Right. Those ones will always be special. And I understand, yeah, national championship or bust, but still a great way to end the season. Still a big accomplishment and a huge win in this case. 100%. And then what the the turnaround for me, I got to drive down to Tuscaloosa that next Monday. Uh, we've got Bryce and Will, as well as some other um, underclassmen from the University of Alabama declaring for the NFL draft. You said it earlier, we don't know what's next for Bryce Young. Uh, but what do you think is going to happen? Where do you think Bryce and Will are going to go in the draft? So I thought, and at the time, it seemed dead set that the Texans had the first overall pick and then and somehow then they, they won and the Bears up. got the first overall pick. I don't think the Bears are going to move from Justin Fields this quickly. I don't either. So I think they're going to go with a defensive player, mm-hmm. which means that he's probably still going to the Texans at two. Yeah. So I would, I don't, I would vote I don't know if they'll go with Will mm-hmm. at one. I think maybe not, but if I had to guess, Bryce two, Will yeah. three. Okay, I like that. I'd say I've seen some with Will at four. Um, either it, way, if both of them both are not of them in top the top five, five, they're both top five. They, I'm just saying, now, if of course, they somehow are not, I am writing. There are always trades. Yeah, in that first round. True. I wouldn't be surprised if the draft board looks not completely different, but there are different teams in that top seven, top eight slots. Yeah. Not completely, but things get moved around and that could change things, but there's no doubt in my mind, Bryce is the first quarterback off the board. And if the Texans are still at two, that's Mm -hmm. where he's going. Now that's not to say that the bears won't trade back and give another team a shot at taking that first overall pick and somebody sweeps in and steals Bryce. But I think that whoever would want to take that pick from the Bears would have to offer 
a lot. A lot. It would, yeah, because because if you know who it's potentially it. going to be. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But my guess, they're both taking top five. I would argue potentially both top three, mm-hmm. and we will see. But, you know, there's one draft board I saw that had not just them in the top five, but Branch at number 10. I did. So, I saw that as well, yeah. So it could be three. And Branch, I mean, Branch really solidified his case in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, he's another one that, you know, we talked afterwards a lot about in those breakout interviews um, without Bryce and Will, because they were obviously in the main press room. Obviously, a game like that was great for Bryce, but I'm not really sure if he, you know, we said he didn't really need to solidify himself, but a game like that certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, a game like that is exactly what Saban was talking about when he was saying creating value for yourself as a player, because you are so right. Brian Branch, incredible game in New Orleans. I want to say offhand, I think it was 12 tackles, four for loss and an interception. It was something. It was nuts. I mean, yeah, it was just crazy. And that, again, that's one of those that you don't necessarily always, when you're shooting the game, you don't necessarily always pick up on every single defensive play and everything like that. You know, you're more so concerned maybe on the touchdowns or the long runs or something like that. But that was a game that, I mean, all of us on the sidelines were like, yo, Brian Branch is popping off. Like he is having himself a game. Uh, So really great to see that for him. I would love to see him go high in this draft. And I think that he certainly has the chance to, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. It should be interesting. Do you think, okay, I have seen now, do I agree with it? No, but people, people out there are arguing that Will Levis needs to be the first quarterback taken. And I have- offensive things to say about that not about will levis but just about what other people are saying about it because i just i refuse to believe that bryce young is not the first quarterback taken look as a guy who really 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 supports a team that's drafted two quarterbacks very high in the last five six years go jets go jets (laughs) i don't know what some people see in certain people yeah like there are things that they're focused like the one that always stands out to me was well, two actually two quarterbacks that played in North Carolina Daniel Jones who got mm-hmm. drafted super high by the Giants out of Duke sure did. and Mitch who got drafted by the Bears out of UNC yep those were two guys you know obviously when you play in the ACC you don't get as much recognition if you're not playing at FSU or Clemson because those are mm-hmm. usually where the good players come out of and they're usually the powerhouses. But those were guys that I was like, what? You know, it, it, nothing stood out about them to right. me. Where I was like, okay, this guy's going to be a superstar. They had, you know, they had good numbers, but sure. watching them play, there was no part of me that goes, oh yeah, that's a first round quarterback. Yeah. They're going to lead them to a Super Bowl, Like, yeah. So I'm not saying that's the same exact case, but mm-hmm. I don't think you can compare Bryce and him and go, he needs to be taken before Bryce. Right. Now, I'm not a talent evaluator. I'm not an NFL scout. I don't know what the specifics of that profile overview are. Maybe it's arm strength. I doubt it. Maybe it's accuracy. I doubt it. I don't know what I don't know what that evaluation is based off of. But from what I've seen, that doesn't make any sense. 
So I, I, like disagree, I disagree with whoever said with random people on Twitter. Because again, I do too. And it's no disrespect to Will Levis. It is simply disrespect to what other people say about the draft. Look, fans of teams will always say their player deserves this and this. I don't and this. think this is fans though. I could I could swear that I saw on someone's draft board Levis going right. above. I've Bryce. definitely seen him up there. I could have sworn up and down that I have seen Will Levis ahead of Bryce Young, and that Perhaps. is a problem with me. Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe well, it's changed, but I'm upset about it, if that is the case. Again, I, no disrespect to Will. It's you not, know, if it's, not, it's not something you should be upset about. It doesn't impact you. Yes, it does, Max. How? How does this impact you? Is it going to impact does. the amount of money you get when you're drafted? Because you're I not wish. I wish. You know yeah. what I wish? I wish that I got I wish that we all got some sort of uh, you know, check for covering these great players in college. You know, if it weren't for if it weren't for our highlights and stuff, maybe they would have never been seen. I don't I don't think that's how it works. It's not, but you know, no. a girl can dream. A girl can dream. A girl can dream. A girl needs money. Um a girl can dream about a national championship for Alabama next year. We've got to obviously wait and see for a long time to see if that happens. But uh, a lot of people are saying, saying that uh, David Pollock might have, you know, fueled the fire a little bit with his comments at the national championship. Of course, uh, congratulations to Kirby smart and the UGA Bulldogs back-to-back championships. That is no easy feat for sure. Um, Sets and Bennett, has me thinking so many things that I get. He's going to the NFL, right? Yeah, he's going to get drafted. Um, Which is just fascinating to me. It, it'll it be interesting to see how high he right. goes. Because I think before this year, you were thinking he'll probably make an NFL roster. Yeah. But he's not going to get drafted. He'll I was say, I think before this season, people thought that he didn't even like necessarily want to go to the NFL. <laughs> like they were just like, oh yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, you know, he really, last year when you thought of Georgia, you, everybody talked about, okay, best defensive team we've seen in college football. Of course, you have to still score points to win those games. And he was getting enough done to get that done. Obviously passed his way to you know, get past Alabama in the national championship last year. Mm-hmm. This year was different in that the defense was just as dominant, but he also brought it up a notch, mm-hmm. so much so that, and I did find this to be a little bit odd, that he was in the Heisman conversation despite his numbers yeah. not reflecting the rest of the group. Now, obviously, yeah. he didn't win. You know, Caleb won, which he deserved. Um, but you know, having him invited to not just a Heisman candidate, he was for the ceremony. It kind of blew my mind. It blew Uh, mine as well, but it it really just goes to show that there are a lot of people that are really high on this guy. Yeah. I don't think that he'll be taken in the first three rounds, Yeah, but he could I mean, you really never know what is going to happen yeah. in the draft. It all it takes is one GM who goes, "I'm going to just something. absolutely yeah. wing it here, and yep. we're going to take a risk." Yep. I don't know. 
And I, hey, you know, not everyone gets drafted in the first round. Tom Brady, number one example. Yeah, I mean, Tom, Tom, maybe well, we'll about, see Stetson Bennett. You know, twenty years from now, Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, and now he's got a chance of going to the Super Bowl. So I guess it doesn't really matter where you're drafted. I guess not. But I, I don't know. I don't. Well, uh, I say. don't see him as a first or second rounder. No. I don't even know that he'll be a third rounder, but he will be on an NFL roster. I guarantee you that. Oh, yeah. Coming off a national championship. Awesome win for uh, Georgia and for the SEC. Again, no easy feat. Uh, I feel still terribly for TCU, um, but we won't, you know, dwell on that for too long. Just have to throw the natty in there somewhere because obviously the 2022 season of college football officially come to an end. So now um, we look ahead to next season, whatever 2023 has in store for us. It still feels weird saying 2023. I don't I don't like it. Mm. 2022 uh, kind of like it. stuck. I was like, okay, well, that's kind of fun to say. 2023. You can say it for a full year. So, you know, at the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, I guess I'll get used to it. But we'll have to see what happens college football next year. Uh, for now, though, for Believe in Bama, we're going to turn to basketball because uh, Alabama is a basketball school now. And Max wouldn't know anything about that. That's not true. <laughs> I know about basketball. He knows a little bit about basketball. I mean, sincerely, yes, Syracuse is a basketball school, even if you're not acting like it at the current moment. But that is a wrap on the 2022 college football season, a little bit delayed, but you know, it's never too late to talk about college football. I'll just throw that one out there. Um, And I will leave you with one note that I forgot about from the Sugar Bowl. Deuce Vaughn, insanely small in person like I knew an incredible incredible athlete obviously like incredible football player but we talked like all week long about oh this guy's really small people really don't know how to defend him you don't really realize it until you see that guy in person and you're like oh my god (laughs) like he is tiny that's part of what makes him so elusive you can't see him behind the lineman you really yeah you really cannot so that is my biggest takeaway from the sugar bowl is Deuce Vaughn incredible football player small man Hmm. And that's what it's I'm writing with. It's a very good takeaway. Thank you. And Bryce Young is the goat. That's what I'm writing with. Sure, sure. All right. Well, with that, 2022 college football in the books. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, Max, as if we weren't you're, together like an hour ago. I, I know. You're very welcome. It's an honor and a privilege for you to have me on the show. You're right. It really is. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.